run faster scared than you can pitch. ladies and gentlemen welcome to another jackman radio live stream i'm your host eric jackman with my brother mike jackman really excited tonight to have a dynamic duo who i've been wanting to get on for a while um i've had steve on before haven't had pasta on yet pasta I've done, i did your show before mm -hmm. uh, steve poikinen and pasta jardula of the am wake up show and respectively Steve has slow news day. Pasta has the convo couch. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Jackman Radio tonight. How's it going out there? It's going good. You know, uh, I don't know why you said gentlemen. We got two Jackmans. We got two Jack offs over here on the table. So I'm a lovely <laughs> human being. Stop I don't know it. what he's talking. We're about. on the Jackman show. I'm we can be who we can. We don't have to pretend anymore, Steve. We can be no, who we no, you guys are. You guys can be in final form right now because that's, that's what it's all about in Pete Clown World, which we've been in. The last couple of years, Ooh. but yeah, you know, I wanted to bring you guys on. Obviously, I'm, I'm big fans of what you guys do, man. You let it rip, you speak your mind, and uh, you do awesome work. And and everyone says you got to create your own media. Well, you guys have created your own media. We all are creating our own media, doing our own thing. You know, telling the corporatocracy and the legacy mockingbird media, as Boykinen so aptly calls it, to fuck off. So it's always an act of uh, rebellion what we do every day. So, yeah, tell everyone um, about the show that you guys have created and, and, you know, tell me how you guys met and got to know each other. Because when I saw it, it was I was like, wow, this is this is a great combina combination. And I, I guess I didn't realize you guys were that tight. So go and do that a little bit. Well, we were. We were at a carnival, you see. <laughs> and Steve was standing over by the fried Twinkie smoking a blunt. <laughs> and I really wanted to eat a fried Twinkie and smoke some of that blunt. So I kind of walked over there. I'm like, hey, man, you look familiar over there. Didn't I see you... Uh, moderate a debate you know whatnot he had the same hat on and he said yeah i'm steve and he immediately handed me his blunt and we shared a couple fried twinkies a couple of stories and now we're uh, hanging out together right kid steve? rock was playing he tried to hold my hand and i was like whoa, whoa hey hey not not yet that's amazing it was blunt at first sight uh, it was blunt at first sight so so uh, no, put it bluntly uh, a couple of a couple of months ago i um decided that i wanted to do a morning show i had uh i had crap internet where i was um i went and visited uh my my tech guy sleepy josh uh somebody set my truck on fire and then i got stuck in stockton california for like three months um <clears throat> in that time a handful of people or more decided that they liked you know having an option uh, of having uh, news show that uh, gives you the news six to 12 months early or at least a couple of weeks early is that window between conspiracy theory and fact shrinks every day. Um, and uh, there was a, a guest that was coming on. <clears throat> Pasta invited himself on. Um, he hasn't left. Um, Pretty much. But, um, but uh, the upside to that, uh, Pasta digging himself into my morning show like a tick is that uh, we both moved to Vegas, um, and now we're doing that show <laughs> three hours a day, five yeah. days a week from this this beautiful studio. Uh, and, and so uh, here, here we are. That uh, yeah. yeah, kind of very very. I mean, that's the true story, right? <laughs> and, uh, but the funny thing is, I've always intended the combo couch. I've always wanted to have a morning show. Like my vision when I get started was number one. I just didn't want to. You know, be in front of my laptop with a little dinky camera doing the news. So when I started this thing, I said, if I'm going to give this a shot, um, I'm going to do like a professional setup. 
And I've always wanted a morning show because I thought morning shows would be a great setting to kind of like, you know, be a little bit lax, be a little bit laid back. Like Steve says, politics happen that happens down the road, but it does happen down the road. So if you're on that journey with us and, you know, you have this like funny kind of laid back thing going on, it's easier to kind of pull people in and get them involved. I went like diving into politics when I saw Mos Def on Bill Maher's show back in the days because I just wanted to see Mos Def, you know, on a show. And then I started, you know, wow, look at this guy. And I started thinking. I started kind of getting more involved and more involved with politics. Uh, and that led us to, you know, Steve doing the show in the morning. I'm like, Steve, I've always wanted to do a morning show. He said, well, why don't you jump on? I didn't invite myself. There's many things I've invited myself to. I invited myself to Alex Rubenstein's wedding. I invited myself to Nicaragua with Caleb to do the elections. I did not invite myself to go on Steve's show. He said, why don't you jump on? And we just wanted to make this thing rock. You know what I'm saying? With all the suppression coming from YouTube, 15 months now, demonetized, the shadow banning, whatnot, it hits into your 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 money. You know, you got old. Yeah. So instead of getting another job coming out of COVID, I said, let me just roll the dice, give it a shot with this guy. I think we had great, you know, just we got great chemistry, just like me and Fee. Synergy. Just like Fee in male form, like, you know. <laughs> like me in real form. That oh, means always busting my balls. Is, what that means is I carry the show. Ah, yeah, yeah I'm the looks and the humor, so I'll do it. And you do, do the cooking. cooking. You do the cooking too, I right? Do the cooking. He does do the cooking. I do. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, you guys got that. Looks like a beautiful studio you got there. So did you get that going in the last like couple months that you got month. it all set up or month? <clears throat> last month. month. Yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day that I was driving out of California to las vegas to become a resident he had been there like a day or two beforehand yeah um and, and yeah here we are on the what i guess it's a, a month and a day holy crap yeah cool yeah it, it literally is we moved into our apartment on the 18th i think right yeah yeah that at the 18th and you came like right after whatnot it was just yeah i mean it's been awesome you know to to come into a studio like this the people i'm working with are, are uh for the studio they're from a group called Creative Studios LA. They also have a show called Laugh After Dark. We got them on Rockfun as well. Uh, they have these amazing cameras in front of us. We have three just beautiful, awesome, high-def cameras. And I brought my microphone to TV. We bought some furniture, put it together, and we're sharing the expenses. And we're just going to let it rip. We're going to just try to make uh, something out of the morning show as, as, as best we can. Uh, and that's why we're here together. Oh, man, that's great to see that. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's Eric and I, we kind of, we, we had a studio that we were in, um, our friend built a basement studio about a half hour from our house. And unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately he moved. So that studio is gone, um, where he's moving to, you know, his costs are lower for him and his family. So it's good for him. But, uh, so we're now kind of in the process of kind of doing that too. Um, we've got our neon sign and we've got these new microphones and we're kind of hear that everyone, the Jackman brothers are transitioning. <laughs> we're almost there yeah we're yeah. we're I'm, well we're non-studio non non-conform we're a fluid studio we're we're we're, we're studio fluid you yeah. how do you identify right now at this moment i identify as vax neutral yeah, yeah. i'm vax yeah. neutral and, and non uh distant, distancing conforming binary so you you guys have been letting it rip at these uh these rallies across the country or at least out in the west coast uh, why don't you tell us about the recent one you went to and, and maybe Maybe uh, try to put it in the YouTube language that won't uh, that won't get us uh, poked. Well, Pasta got stage time, so I'll I'll, I'll let. Oh, him nice. Yeah. Yeah, I did get a little stage time. I got to do my speech, a little speech. I kind of did it on the fly. It was towards late in the night, but uh, I was just humbled and delighted to be able to 
to go get a chance to perform. Actually, one of the one of the organizers would uh, text four of us. He called us the Rat Pack. Uh, the first DC defeat the mandates. They introduced me as a common sense leftist uh, because there was a little small part of the. Tulsi crowd that was doing some of the organizers who said, you got to get these people involved. So this time in L.A., they had Jimmy Dore, uh, Kim Iverson, Max Blumenthal, and myself, part of that Rat Pack uh, of sorts that got a chance to get up there and speak. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just amazing. I just, I just, you know, just like the convo couch and just like Slow News Day. You know, we didn't get any seek anybody's permission. We just jammed our way in the door. We put our foot in the door and then we went, you know. So I I started calling all these doctors left and right, trying to get them on the phone and whatnot. I finally got a hold of McCullough, got him on the show. Somebody saw it, passed it on. This is an organizer. The next thing you know, you know, I, I'm talking to Ryan Cole, Dr. Merrick, Dr. Corey, the, uh, Big Tree. All these people had just come on in and they were very just impressed uh, with what what I was doing, what we were doing, so yeah, I mean uh, that that's how we got involved with defeat the mandates. Steve came with me. We did some crowd talking. He came to support, uh, and we just had an amazing time. You know, it was very interesting uh, <laughs> what we witnessed, and uh, I mean it's it's important to us. It was this guy over here, you know, great reset. He's the one who blackpilled me. Him and Burmis. Um, so to come full circle and see myself on the stage now. You know, at a defeat the mandates, it's something that's pretty special. I kind of, you know, I hold it close to my heart. I'm very thankful that I got an opportunity to get up there. Yeah, and now uh, before we were rolling, you said was this where you met RFK Jr.? Yeah, well, he, on Saturday night, the day before the uh, defeat the mandates rally, he was there at a dinner that he kind of threw inside the uh, hotel, uh, and all the people were there. So I got to go walk up to RFK, say, hey, you know. Uh, you shared my tweet, but you didn't follow me. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you shared my tweet of Steph Zambrano talking about going on your show. And next thing you know, you were on the show. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. That was a good tweet, though. And it did. Somebody shared it with me and it got my attention. So I was like, okay, cool, man. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that worked out. And we just shook hands. And it was like a bunch of people waiting to meet him. I said, right. thank you for what you do. And he says, thank you. And that was that. Can I tell you, know? you, can I tell you nice. what I love uh, about pasta <laughs> is that he'll like part the crowd to go talk to the most important person in the room just to big dick him a little bit <laughs> just to peacock a little bit yeah be how, like, you doing? how you doing by the way you got a big dick him a little by bit. the way well yeah. it's kind of like what trump did at nato there with that, that other leader he just pressed him aside then he peacocked he was like he really did pasta's the trump handshake of independent media hey, really you can't yeah. deny that new york uh you know synergy man you're, you're from uh, long island or brooklyn where are you from long island originally families from brooklyn and stuff yeah okay okay yeah, yeah I, I, was, I was just in brooklyn man i stayed in sunset park right where that fucking shit happened on the subway i was there yeah. I, I was there last weekend and then it happened like That's a day or two after i was gone but uh, so, yeah, that's great, man. You met RFK Jr. And uh, he, he is an inspiration. I mean, the, obviously, I got JFK here behind me from the cover, JFK and the Unspeakable, uh, a great book by who's it by, Mike? Uh, it's by uh, James uh, Douglas. By James Douglas. And yeah. um, we still got Tulsi, too. I got Tulsi right there. You don't want to talk about it. On my fridge. And I got Ron yeah. Paul. I, I like the Ron. The Ron Paul is really, really nice. Okay, it's a good, yeah, it's mix, a good decoration. We mix yeah. things up, you know. We yeah, got, we, got, I, we, got, <laughs> we got the. I got rid of all my Tulsi and Bernie shirts. They're all gone. Out. Let's go to yeah, you yeah. threw them. You burned them in effigy. 
I didn't burn them, but I just got rid of them all. I mean, I I wanted to rip up and burn the Bernie ones. The Tulsi ones, I was just like, nah, nah, all right, come on. You, some you're breaking my heart, Pasta. I wanted you to come to Vermont and come see the farm, come have some uh, Ice Ben and Jerry's with me and Jane, and you're, break, <clears throat> you're breaking my heart, but I got some books to sell. Yeah. <laughs> Living your summer home already, pal. Yeah, I, I watched. On, I watched. Pasta. Jackson, he put on um, some Jodeci. He he put on. Uh, he's got a Jodeci joke. Yeah, no, that and just you know, delicately folded all of the shirts. Yeah, I, you're wrong. I put on Tony Braxton. Oh, Unbreak Tony my heart. Braxton. Oh, that's incredible. Unbreak my heart. You were saying, Eric. I was saying, um, yeah, I mean, you've had, you've had some awesome people on your show lately, Pasta, all people that I am big fans of, that one day you had a lineup of uh, Jimmy Dore, um, Sh- uh, Sean Stone, uh, yourself, Ritter, Ritter and Laura um, based, yeah, Laura Logan, the based former mainstream media, come, she, she had her come to Jesus moment, and now she's based, she's with us on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that what was what was the response you you got from that man? I mean, I I retweeted that and I got some nasty hate from my friend who I went to college with, who's actually Ukrainian. He's from Ukraine, and he um, a little backstory. Years ago, after we finished college, um, I was posting like Putin memes, just making fun of Putin. But I think there was a disconnect in the humor, and he thought like I was praising Putin. So he said a bunch of nasty shit to me on Facebook. Then he defriended me and blocked me. And the, but I but he was still following me on Twitter. So I shared your video with all of them, and then he wrote on the thread that I was you know sucking Putin's ass and I'm a Russian propagandist and all this. So instead of going low like him and acting like a child, I, I invited I invited him on my show. I said, why don't you come on my show? I'll give you an hour and you can tell me your perspective and we can have a conversation like men. So he's actually coming on uh, Wednesday. I'm having him on, and we're going to uh, we're going to talk Russia, Russia Ukraine pasta. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, what kind of feedback have you been getting from that? Because that was some pushback. I mean, I, I, when you start your channel kind of being a progressive in the Bernie Sanders campaign, you know, uh, the activists in the street now that we were all friends with in L.A., no longer friends with hardly any of them. I think maybe two or three of them. But, you know, those people were very upset. They didn't like Laura Logan's positions. But, you know, so they you, you did get some pushback on that. But, you know, I mean. We got a lot of positive feedback as well for bringing on people with different perspectives and whatnot. When I played it back, the one thing that kind of like that where I didn't push back and I didn't get a chance to push back was this whole answer of, well, how are we going to defeat this? Well, we're going to look to Jesus kind of when Sean Stone gave me that. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I believe because I have faith and whatnot. I don't want to hear those answers anymore, right? You well, know what I'm Jesus saying? in the Republican Party, Pasta. That's, that's what I don't think Sean is going to vote for anybody else. I, well, that's the. I mean, that's the overarching theme at the. From a lot of them. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that is the problem. It's you know, uh, it's hey, just know, go to the Republican the party, party that was in charge during the lockdowns, back in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I, but I mean, after after watching that, I mean, definitely it was a good good panel that you brought together. I mean, Jimmy Dore is always really good on that issue. So when you say like street activists and those type of people, like. Are you talking about other YouTubers or just Twitter people or just people who actually believe that Bernie was street activists? I'm talking about actual street activists of L.A., the ones that still run a lot of kitchens and feed people and, you know, uh, have their parties where, you know, they have many pronouns and whatnot. So they were were actual activists on the streets. They were butthurt that you had Lara Logan on. 
Yeah, I mean, they just once again they use it as an opportunity to say, "Oh, the the combo couch's transformation to the alt right is almost nearly complete." God, spare me. Yeah, yeah that's what happens with a lot of those people. They don't want to have an actual dialogue or a conversation no. if there's any disagreements. They want to just uh, they just want to shut you down and call you names and try and write you off and try and oh, yeah. basically put words in your mouth and and come up with a a definition for you. Where if you have a conversation with them, you probably realize you agree on the big ticket issues, um, but unfortunately, a lot of the times. I know around here in New Hampshire, the area we live in is pretty liberal and progressive. And a lot of the times those people are uncomfortable talking about uh, Julian Assange, talking about Snowden, talking about, uh, you know, Yemen or any of the wars that have been going on. But Ukraine caught their eye, of course. So yeah. now they got Ukrainian flags waving in front of their house. They, they changed their profile photos and they can't yeah. virtual signal quick enough. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that you guys deal with out there who are like that. Yeah. Well, we're in Vegas now. Yeah. So that's I, a libertarian hold a little bit. Yeah. So like the Luxor <laughs> had a, a blue and yellow light that it was shining at the fake London tower that's here had the Ukrainian flag. The we were when we were trying to find a place back, we came out in like February or March or something like that. And um, but the Evil Knievel's pizza place on the strip mm. had a you know five dollar. Uh, Ukrainian, you know, Ukrainian vodka, fuck Putin shots. shots. And there were two separate bars where like fuck Putin chants were going. I'm dead. Like this is early, man. This is early into the whole, you know, thing. And, and now it's, you know, died down quite a bit. I have not, I haven't come across one Ukrainian flag out no. here, but yeah, you go, we were in LA last, you know, yeah. When I was on the plane, I had to fly to Sacramento, and I had to, I got to um, fly to Sacramento over the weekend. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, there were people that were yeah at the airport, both on the way to LA and back, and on the way to Sacramento and back, that you know were parroting propaganda. Yeah, and it's just like, who does your thinking for you? Yeah, yeah, on everything else because you didn't have those thoughts. Those aren't yours. They don't belong to you. You don't own them. Mm -hmm. You have the, 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 no currency in your right. own thinking. Come on now. By the, the way, I want to send a loving shout out to Gonzalo Lira. Um, all the shit that's been going down with Gonzalo today is kind of sad. You know, he's an independent journalist out there doing great work. He was on our show a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> you know, and um, he's gone missing. And there's a lot of reports that they, he's been nabbed by the. Uh, Ukrainian forces, the uh, what is it, the SNB, I believe they're called, or um, or the SHB. I can't remember what it is, but it is this kind of like uh, group, this tactical group for the Ukrainian uh, uh, government that goes after people who they think are Russian spies or Russian sympathists or anything like that, um, infiltrated with Azov battalion people. So, I mean, there's a lot of talk that Gonzalo was grabbed by them. So I just want to send some love out to him and hope that these stories are untrue. <clears throat> but if not, just send out some love to his family right now. No wow, that's that's pretty scary. So he's been reporting from over there in Ukraine. Yeah, he lived there. Yeah, wow. He was a, a dual U.S. American guy. Oh, uh, Chile. Yeah. Well, dual citizen in the Chilean government ha has actually like issued a couple of statements about it and has expressed. Gabriel Boric has actually said something out loud about it. Joe Biden, of course, no. But um, uh, the squad's calling a press conference, no? <laughs> it's a Khashoggi. 
right? Squad's going to get up there and protect freedom of the press, independent journalists. But Brandon, Brandon's going to just shake ghost hands, you know? Hey, man. We're, we're finally going to see uh, Thomas Massey uh, throw his, his libertarian credentials down and address this right Ooh, right everybody i love right? to see we're that. finally going to see Rand paul do mm. something about the right right mm. it, no <laughs> it's the sbu by the way somebody corrected me thank you so much oh potentially nab yeah i'll put that up on the screen was potentially nab by the i'll have to look into them i'll, I'll be honest i don't know really anything well, about SBU or, or that but it sounds it sounds hairy that sounds uh that sounds horrible I mean, it's it's their you know security police, and and that's something I wanted to ask you guys because you you guys you know you're up on this stuff. I mean, how do you parse through all the shit that's coming out of there right now? Because I you know I talk to the phone with my four horsemen co-host Reed pretty much every day, and, and trying to just parse through all the rhetoric coming out of Ukraine and Russia and from all the news around the world and, and obviously the intelligence agencies. I mean, what, what are like a couple of really good places you guys look to, to kind of get a grasp on what's happening over there? Uh, you first, sir. I mean, there, there's a handful of Ukrainian and Russian language telegram channels that are ran by like basically anarchists who are documenting the whole thing from where they're at. And they're either just doing raw footage kind of like Ford Fisher style, <laughs> or they'll explain it a little bit and what, you know, after the fact, walk up and show insignias and be like, this belongs to this, or this is this kind of round. This is this kind of thing, which you can then cross check and verify. Um, there's a handful of people that who, whose analysis I trust, but um, outside of having people on the ground there, which I don't, at, at all and the the contact that pasta had through gonzalo yeah. no longer uh responsive mm. uh, it's pretty difficult um there's uh magnus man magnus panvidia uh uh yeah. my our our favorite domestic violent extreme yeah our favorite, our favorite little baby boog yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Dore's favorite baby boog. He's his favorite baby boog. Uh, he uh, his his Twitter feed is you know, a lot of it, especially at the early part, um, <clears throat> was basically curating the the entire thing in most major cities, down to troop movements and stuff like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> and all of his sources, uh, totally. If they're biased, the bias is explained throughout, you know, and you can kind of take that into consideration. Um, but um, I don't know, man. Pepe Escobar has some great awesome. analysis on this. Awesome. Um, Scott Ritter's been really good awesome. on it. Um, Garland, Nixon, Garland Nixon's been really, really good on it. <clears throat> There's a website called Responsible Statecraft that uh that has some some overall good analysis on the ukraine thing and then of course man uh uh dude, every day i'm checking out uh antiwar.com yeah because you can't leave home without horton right? no uh, horton, love horton fresh dr pepper and fresh horton man you, you, you can't go wrong with that yeah, I want to stop and get him Dr. Pepper licorice at that store between. It's a candy store between Vegas and LA. They had gotcha. Dr. Pepper flavored licorice. I had to get it from. I didn't stop last time. 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey, Mike. Hey. Right hey, what about the thing about Eric and Mike? I'm a pepper. He's a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I, I am in fact already a pepper. All right. Yeah, we're all, we're all peppers here. Just as pepper. Okay. Yeah, we'll not bow down to any sponsor. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the great Scott Horton. He's he's going to become the New Hampshire in June uh, for Pork Fest, and, and Reed and I are all kinds of excited about that. Um, you got to go to New Hampshire for I Pork guess, Fest. I want come to. out June what? I want to. Uh, let me look. I don't know. Got to exact... be late June. It is late June. Oh, as I long remember, as it's late June. I remember Mark Steves. I have a shot if it's it. late June. Late uh, May, or first day of June, I'm going to be I in Colombia. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, this is uh, where are we? Right. While you're I'm looking that up, can I make a quick statement too? Uh, yeah, pasta. I almost called you you, Hugh. Wow, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's our Hugh uncle. Jackman. Jackman. Okay, listen. One of the things with also the sources he's talking about, the thing that was really interesting about Ukraine is that if you stayed on top since the get go, you'd understand exactly what was going oh, on. Oh yeah, because the Western yeah. media reported on it accurately Not, until none of about twenty nineteen. <laughs> I mean, but seriously though, they'd be like, Ukraine has a Nazi problem. They would report there on might the Nazis. be biological labs in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. oh look at these Nazi mug, you know, like yeah, right. all of this shit, dude. Even right vice. Right, right up, up until, until they now Zelensky it's, in in 2019. Yeah, is. but the thing is, is that first of all, one of the greatest resources and uh, one of the things I, there was three things that really got me like, oh holy shit, what's going on? Uh, that was crosstalk. When I went in 2015, I started watching a lot of crosstalk, and I went back and I watched all the episodes with Mark Sloboda and Peter Lavelle uh, and the boys from the Duran, and they were just explaining and laying all out. There was popularresistance.org, which was Kevin Zeese's paper before he passed away. Uh, he did some great reporting on that, too, as well. Uh, so those two combined. And then I watched, of course, Ukraine on Fire, right, which is just an amazing uh, a movie that explains it all out. So if you were following Ukraine, I, w I started following in 2015, caught up what happened in 2014, followed it the whole time, understood what was going in the eastern region, understood the people how they were ethnically close to the russians whatnot they like going in and out of the russian towns they loved that they had a you know a bond with those people they were pretty much russian well, ethnically um, ethnically russian um and then all of a sudden you know the 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 uh the radicals that took over from uh the funding of the united states government primarily the united states government a smoking gun uh, evidence that they picked the next president, that they removed some people. We're going to get yachts, have Klitsch on the outside. Klitschko's now the Xbox of Vitaly Klitschko, who's the mayor of... And his brother, they're the Klitschko brothers. The Klitschko brothers, they wouldn't fight each other, not even for millions of dollars when they were both undefeated. Along came Tyson Fury and ended all that shit. But, I mean, if you were following everything, this should have been, uh, Jackman Brothers, a slam dunk, easy, call it fucking bullshit for what it is right. situation. Everybody should have said, oh, Bullshit. Except yeah. for we had to spend 2014 to now pretending like the Obama administration wasn't neck deep in Ukraine, that Joe Biden's kid, Nancy Pelosi's kid, kid, Mitt Romney's kid, kid all of like every John Kerry's step John kid. Kerry, yeah, John uh, Kerry's child. child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, the, Adam Schiffer brains. Yeah, uh, they, they weren't all neck I mean, just seeing Victoria Newland, seeing Victoria Newland over there as much as she was back in thirteen and fourteen, that pretty much spells it out for anybody oh, who pays attention to deal cons and foreign policy. You yeah. know, what you guys do, by the way. We I tried saw it. you guys. <laughs> I saw you guys I, with Addy ads show up for an anti-interventionist something. I can't remember what it was not too long oh, with, ago. Right, no, it was uh, oh, Eric. Uh, a Palestinian thing with Roger Waters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're to, at Jackman, 
there, Addy ads. That's what I fucking love about these guys. And shout out to Addy too. He's he's yes. a phenomenal human being. Awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. A good I, seed. I went to um, DC because it was my first time meeting Ryan Dawson in person. I've been doing the four horse with him for a full year, and he's over in Japan. And um, we decided that this would be a great conference for all of us to get together. It's basically the pushback against APAC in DC. And it's a group of people who are fearless and courageous and they put their money where their mouth is and they get together. And uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd is a huge um, supporter of this. You know, he puts his name on it. He shows up. I'm sure he throws down some money. And um, he was at this conference that uh, myself, Reed Coverdale and Ryan Dawson went to. And Ryan is working on this unbelievable documentary um, about, you know, the influence and power that Israel lobby has had on the United States. Uh, you know, it deals with the theft of uh, nuclear secrets and nuclear stuff. Um, I don't want to reveal too much about it, but he's, he's been working on it for a while. So I got to watch a little bit of bit, a bit of that with Reed. And then we went to the conference and uh, we all got tickets to go to a dinner the night before. And Roger Waters was just here hanging out, you know, after a while it was just like, wow, this is just this, some based old British guy who's standing on the right side of history and, hanging out and uh, couldn't, couldn't have been nicer. You know, it gave me a little bit of time to film a couple questions with him and take pictures with him. And, um, you know, he shared some anecdotes about how he emails all other very famous and powerful and wealthy, influential uh, celebrities and rock stars and that sort of thing, you know, to try to get him on board with BDS. And uh, obviously he hasn't had as much success as he'd like, but it was just interesting hearing him read like emails he sent to Madonna and um, the guy that runs the bad seeds, his name, Nick Cave. Yeah. Just trying to get them on board, and he's Roger Waters is is has a lot of guts. I, he's a guy I really respect. And John Kiriakou was there, who's a oh, yeah. friend of Jackman Radio. We've had him on many times. Well, we've had him on twice. I've hung out with him a few times, but uh, very interesting to hear him speak from a former CIA perspective about Israel and Mossad and kind of uh, what that relationship is like. So it was it was a cool conference. I was really really psyched to be there, and it was cool to finally meet Ryan Dawson in person. Right on, man. That's awesome, dude. I, I love it when stuff like that happens. And we, we've thrown a number of events over the last couple of years. Always wonderful to meet people that, you know, that, that watch and support and stuff like that. And then um, when you can get out there and get an interview with somebody like Roger Waters, right? Or yeah, a cool thing. <clears throat> people that came through the defeat the mandates thing yeah you know um yeah dude the the and that's one thing that i dig about you guys too is that you'll go on the ground for stuff you'll you'll actually we met on the ground yeah 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 you'll actually put yourselves out there there's so many people that do this that just armchair quarterback it won't go anywhere mean yeah they're not out there i mean mike and i i mean we we i just dug up a video i'm gonna clip i have it clipped i got the clip ready to fire up tomorrow for social it's me confronting hillary clinton about bilderberg group nice 2000 what was that mike oh seven oh eight seven yeah oh seven wow we used to do a lot more stuff on the street i gotta be honest we used to be out there a lot more but um now that Clown world seems to be receding. Um, we'll probably be getting out there a lot more. But yeah, Just I mean, quickly you can't- to kind of tie the whole Ukraine and Hillary Clinton and all of this crap together real quick. Um, I because the uh, uh, it came out that uh, the Michael Sussman case, 
um, and, and the revelations that Durham kind of let out today. The CIA, in User fact, created? most likely created a lot of the information. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm looking through a couple of uh, uh, old tweets about this. The Hillary Clinton campaign put out a statement through Hillary's, uh, uh, the, I think, foreign policy advisor at the time, one Jake Sullivan, mm -hmm. who now, of course, mm. is completely screwing up Ukraine for the Biden administration mm -hmm. as his reward for being like, oh, but look, we have this information about this bank and golly, wouldn't you know that Donald Trump has just been up to all kinds of no good with the the Russians and Russia bad and Russia really bad. And, um, you know, he but I mean, it's just that revolving door of, of falling up of right. warding the most ghoulish and yes. sycophantic and dead-eyed soulless All servants to power that you possibly yeah. peppermint patty noodleman, noodleman. She, i mean she's back yeah drinking yeah uh, look at the bride of chuck jen balsacki jen balsacki yeah, i said peppermint patty over there and stuff peppermint by the way Noodleman's married to uh, roger kagan right the yeah. neoconservative yeah. PNAC, Project for New American Century, a ghoul, yeah. Israel first, ghoul. Ooh. They're all terrible. Halloween comes early. Too, by the way, uh, I just said his name. Have you ever heard of Kamzat uh, Chemayev, the new uh, MMA fire? He's just from Sweden taking everything by storm. It's really cool the other day. This guy's getting a lot of play. He put a Palestinian flag up on his Instagram. So I'm, I'm always looking for like athletes who are going to talk. Yeah. Remember when Kyrie said, you know, this stuff going on, this is fucked up. He didn't go that far as far as he went on the COVID, but he set the table to say, okay, I'm ready to go push back against the machine. So I always oh. look to athletes that are going to come out there and speak that word for us and get that truth out there. You see someone who has a big platform and millions of dollars and influence when they just, they go off the thought reservation, just a tad, just a little bit. And it scares the bejesus out of ownership and all the sponsors and all the NPCs that have that orbit all that world and they're living they may their living is based on keeping up the lie and the myth and the the bullshit. So that that's refreshing. I'll have to check that out. Can you imagine just the act of sharing a Palestinian flag? How many people's fucking day was ruined because of that? You know, and how many people's day was lifted too, though? Right? Oh, yeah. you know I'm saying mm -hmm. it's a little bit of both. It's the the pull the string and let it loose reaction of shut up and dribble, <laughs> shut up and punch a guy in the face, yeah, shut up and tackle. You yeah, know, we, like, we didn't come here to hear your politics, and they say that about people like Roger Waters. When I remember a few years ago, he was doing a tour for the Wall, and one of my colleagues was going. He was just whining about the fact that Roger Waters was. Uh, Part of the show, his multimedia show, is talking about real issues, including uh, privacy and government surveillance and Assange. And he's like, I didn't go there to, to watch that for two hours. I went there to see Comfortably Numb. It's like, well, sorry, dude. I don't know how much of a fan you really are. You're obviously not paying attention right. that much. <clears throat> Maybe you didn't pick up on a couple of the metaphors. Yeah. The songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now he knows. You know you know something, guys, too, as well. I think I when I'm talking about how do you – Stay, keep track of what's going on in Ukraine. I don't know if you know this, you, Hugh. Oh, he's going. I'm a newspaper you. guy, right? I'm, I'm pasta. I become a newspaper guy now. Steve loves this and stuff over here, and I love to follow the propaganda. Give like you all the Fozzie answers. Bear. Excuse me, Steve. I'm talking over here. The ultimatum is rejected. Fucked Russia gives Greg deadline to hold it up, defending Maripol, and then it goes into it. 
you know, what's going on. It talks about the tunnels underneath the steel mill. It talks about what we were referring to as pit 404, where there's a little NATO, little biological lab going underneath. The difference between conspiracy and the truth used to be six months. Now it's getting to be like a week. But that's what happens. As a newspaper guy, I got a newspaper hat. I read this here, and it leads me to the propaganda they're about to spew. Most Amazing. of the stories come from the AP with all these local newspapers. That's all I got to say to that. It's it's almost like an old Johnny Carson bit. Yeah, I like the the hat change. It's like the uh, Harry Potter when the hat goes on, it just chooses you. You know, it you don't makes, you don't choose it. It makes you know? pasta code switch. It's it's a very magical hat. It is. It well, is. Steve gave me the idea for the next hat. For the I'm gonna be the pimp for the USA. I'm gonna get a pimp hat. So I can like pimp that American imperialist, baby. Wide brim, motherfucker. Slap the propaganda. You know you love this propaganda. Purple velvet. Up your red, white, and blue. Nice. Yeah, with the ring. Slap it like Will Smith. Just nice slap little, it. Little what about Alex Jones? When do we get to hear this Alex Jones, Mike? I well, heard Alex, you have yeah, we didn't even talk Alex about this Jones on the show now. this morning. We have to do this tomorrow morning. But Alex and Papa, well, Bear, Papa Bear had some, some legal... Legal issues. We didn't get to it today. There was some. I wish I could comment, boys. I really, I just can't comment because I, it's twenty five thousand dollars every time I didn't show up for my bench warrant in Connecticut. I did show up. You know, a couple years ago, I said Connecticut was Connecticut was a false flag. Not backstage, not real. No one's ever seen it. It's a giant hologram. It's like the Matrix meets Wizard of Oz, uh, meets nineteen eighty four, meets uh, New World Order. And uh, I said Connecticut didn't happen. Okay, it's, it's no such thing. I caught a little flack for that. I had a bad bowl of chili. I've come back from that, though. I put a little sour cream in my chili. I tapered it down a little bit. I had a bowel movement. and uh, But I did have to fire for file for Chapter 11, folks. It was bad. That Has was Alex ever heard that? Has he ever heard that? That is the best Alex Jones. <laughs> Steve said you had the best Alex Jones, and he was 1,000% right. Has Alex ever heard that or commented the way Mr. President, number 45, has commented to Jackman when he got to see him? Yeah, he actually, um, I'm sure he's seen our videos, but even before we released um, several videos, he actually saw Eric impersonated in person at the RNC back in 2016. Eric, if you want to share that story. Yeah, I, I kind of clipped that and get that out in Twitter land. But um, yeah, I was at the, the RNC in 2016 doing my Trump stuff. And then when I was on a costume just for a bit to hang out and I met up with uh, Gary Johnson, who I hadn't seen in a while, I worked on his 2012 campaign. And then on the street leading up to the convention hall, I caught wind that Alex Jones was going to be showing up with Roger Stone for like a book pop-up uh, signing scream set primal scream session on the street. And I'm like, Oh, this is my lucky day right now. And uh, from an alleyway comes, comes um, well, well before that his security guys were there casing the place, making sure, you know, it was, it was stable. There was no black helicopters. There was Hillary Clinton wasn't somewhere in a dumpster hiding with sniper fire coming from the roofs. And um I did my impression, my Alex Jones impression for security guys, and they just laughed hysterically. They loved it. They're like, you got to do that for Alex when he comes out here. So before Alex came out uh, and went out in front of everybody, they brought me over to him and, and said, you got to hear this guy do your impression of him. So I was just right there in front of Alex, and I just went, we're here in Cleveland right now. We're uh, we're, we're fighting for Trump. Trump's fighting the deep state. He's going to bring him down. And, uh, you know, he answered in 1984 or 7076. And uh, he, he, just, he laughed. He thought that was great. He's like, all right, you, you got to come out in front of everybody and do that for me. So there's a video of Alex leading me out in front of all these people saying, you got to get a load of this guy. This is the real Bill Hicks. He said, I was the real Bill Hicks. <laughs> I just, I went on like a minute diatribe as Alex Jones in front of Alex Jones and Roger Stone. It was definitely a peak matrix moment for sure. Got to see that. I'll get that video to you guys. And um, 
Yeah, he liked the impression. He laughed. He thought it was hilarious. So that was a banner year for me. I had Donald Trump like my impression of him and then Alex Jones. So you've really an amazing life, my man. When you were on my show hearing all those stories about Ron Paul, about uh, Dennis Kucinich, and about our boy Mike Ravel, how you got a how you got a, a little touch from an angel from all three of them. People that underestimate man. the power of New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh huh. Yo, yeah. We all, yeah. Go ahead. Place. It was a magical place. It changed me. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to come back, man. The clown circus is going to be revving up again very soon, man. You're going to see. Uh, I think you might even see some Democrats too, because you know Sleepy Joe might not—he uh, might not go for the sh the title again. And I don't think Kamala is particularly popular for that. So you might even see some challenges from the Democrats. Okay, okay, because Bro I, don't, I don't believe in any of this shit. But what do you guys think? Like what? from I'm I can give you my my you know fucking you know the mostly dead inside the little hope that at the center of the you know black crusted circle around my heart um i can give you that and it'll probably end up being right it'll just be you know way there won't be the pageantry and and it, but like just looking at it what do you guys see the freaking democrats trying to do over the next couple of years like, how can they maneuver in any way, shape, or form politically that doesn't involve walking up to, you know, voting machines or mailboxes and going, yeah, okay, we're openly going to steal this in front of everyone now because we don't care? Yeah, well, I mean, they've really lost the plot the last several years, um, particularly the last two years, of course. But now they're trying to save face because it's a midterm, you know, midterm election year. Um, trying to say, oh yeah, no, it's time. We, we you can you can take the masks off. You now and now TSA has come out, or I think even just today there was a today it something, is something. There's a federal judge in Texas, in but Florida. he left it or Florida, but he left it open to interpretation by individual airline companies. Yes. Okay. I think okay. I think most of the companies, especially the ones who wrote to Brandon recently, are inclined to lift that that nonsense. So oh. um, I don't know, man. I see a lot of probably a lot of backpedaling, a lot of uh, you know. A lot of catering to, um, you know, certain groups and, and uh, you know, perceived supporters. But I think they're going to lose a lot of those people. I mean, the pendulum just freaking every two to four years it swings and they just continue driving up the debt, continue bringing us into these wars, continuing to spy on us. So I, I, I tend to agree, Steve, with your sentiment that there's not much hope deep down, but you have to keep going and keep trying. And even if you reach a few people that can plant a seed. Well, and that okay, can... but, but here's the, the thing, Mike, if you have a machine and the, the feature built into the design of that machine is that it's going to, to kill most people. Uh, it may only work for one out of every 200,000 or, or one out of every million that ever touches it. Right. Um, the solution to that machine should not be, let's slap a couple shiny new parts on it every two to four years because Absolutely. what you're doing is prolonging the life of a machine that's fundamentally designed to kill you yeah you, you and, and so convincing people that the the machine itself is the problem that it doesn't matter it, that if a good person let alone the kind of narcissistic freak that normally runs for office is into it. You know, even if you put a good person in there, they're, they're going to come out either 
running away going, I'm going to move to a farm in Idaho and read the Bible for the rest of my life. Or, <laughs> or they get, you know, absorbed by it. Yeah, you make a really good point. I mean, I had I supported Cynthia McKinney in two thousand eight. I still uh, vote for it, her for president. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Her and Rosa Clemente. I was that was a. I really full heartedly endorsed that ticket in two thousand eight, and uh, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and you know, I think that's why a lot of us gravitated towards Tulsi uh, Tulsi in twenty twenty because big picture issues we really felt she was speaking to, and especially people from the Ron Paul era. Um, in a way, and especially in 2012, I was really involved in 2012 with Ron Paul. And yeah, one person, you know, even if he did get anywhere near the seat of power, they would have, like you said, driven him out or he wouldn't have been able to get much of anything done. But if there if there are people running who are who do have good ideas or, or who are the, you know, who would be best suited for the position, you can promote it that way. Or, yeah, you can just try to tell people, hey, man, the whole system's rotted. You know, why is it that someone like Elaine Maxwell uh, is going to you know prison for probably the rest of her life, but none of none of the clients are. None of them have been arrested. You know what I mean. So that just points to a larger issue with these class of people that don't ever get held to account to what they do. And um, yeah, I mean that, that's why we've been really big on Alex Stein there, prime time ninety nine, showing up to these city hall meetings and smashing the matrix, man, by making a complete mockery of it to its face. To yeah. the point to where they're implementing yes. the Alex Stein, Stein rule. Yes. And I can't remember whose show I heard him tell this story on. But um, there's a his dad was a, a lawyer, I think. And uh, there's a, a Red Stein rule that they created because his dad was such a, a troublemaker in his own particular way in his particular profession and now there's an alex stein rule at city council meetings because he has just destroyed the premise entirely yeah and he's inspired some other people to he has a whole crew yeah, yeah. well no i'm talking about there were MC Cheeto, right? Yeah, like that's part was... of his crew. Oh, they MC Cheeto the, was they... part of his crew. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he's got that other dude who pretends to be like a Biden stand. With like yeah, a... that guy is great. He's funny. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, Alex and I. I mean, I, I need to get out to Texas and bring my Trump clown costume and go raise some hell out there with Alex. I think that would that would help smash the matrix further. It, it gets attention. Yeah, you almost got to dress like a clown and hold a mirror up to it to get people out of their sleep. You know. And, I think comedians have always, the real good ones have always done that, whether it's someone like George Carlin or Bill Hicks um, or now what Alex Stein is doing. And, and a big influence for him is Andy Kaufman. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I had Daniel Hopsicker on the podcast, and he's a great, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him and his 9-11 work. One, one of the best. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, you want to talk about on the ground doing the actual research and, and looking into, you know, what happened down in Florida with the flight schools. And he basically concluded at the end of our podcast that we did, he said, you just have to, we can laugh at them. And, you know, I think what he meant by that was you can expose what they're up to and, and, and get people clued into it, but you can't just do it by shouting down or yelling at people because they're, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to be like, oh, there's another crank. There's another angry, you know, uh, whatever. And um, in this day and age with the way information moves, it can be discouraging and it can be hard to get people's attention but I think what like Alex Stein is doing and, and what we try to do, like we mix in humor and, and impressions with our stuff. Um, it's like the hook to get people to look at whatever the issue may be, you know, whether it be the Epstein stuff, the election integrity, uh, you know, foreign policy, all of that. So 
I think it takes a coalition, man. Shows like yours, uh, you know, obviously what Jason Burmis does, what Reed Coverdale does, independent media getting out there and shining a light on these issues and, and trying to trying to get it out there as best they can. That's that's one way I think of, you know, uh, being a remedy for it. Yeah. Well, Citizen and, journalist. And, and yeah. Alex, Alex is all love. He he's one hundred percent love. Exactly. And there there's no. Uh, he's not like the story was so he's not being malicious yeah. about any of this dude he he's at a spot in his life where um like it, every sort of protective bullshit layer has been burned away from him and he's going for it and the yeah. Kaufman thing it is so real because there aren't too many people that will just go for it do you know what i mean yeah. uh, and it's I, and the way that they get treated along the way it, it proves why there aren't a lot of those people because they get pilloried left and right um ari shafir another one of those people mm. that that just he he holds his breath and jumps yeah <laughs> Dude, his Kobe tweet was was awesome. I mean, was, was he wrong? Was he not telling the truth or something? Oh, help like, me out. What, what did he say? <laughs> you, know I, you know what I mean, Poikadin? Was he lying about something? I'm going to get the tweet up. No. No, he <laughs> wasn't. He wasn't that lying tweet, Eric. about anything. And, man, the, the the okay, so the price that he paid for that was his uh, – his connection to the industry where he thought he was going to make his living. What he found was freedom. Right. How to get by on $3 a day in, you know, Cambodia <laughs> while doing <laughs> shitty yoga videos. And then now he's back on a podcast with Joe Rogan right. and Mark Norman and Shane Gillis which is arguably probably going to become one of the more popular podcasts on the planet, even though it's just the four of them sitting around getting hammered. Hey, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the new three chords in the truth. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. 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 So Arya Shafir on January 26, 2020, uh, I guess that's probably right around when Kobe died. Oh, it was within minutes. Um, the announcement. I mean, it was. Hold on. What do you write? He wrote, Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. Okay, so it was the day of. He got away with rape because all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Hashtag fuck the Lakers. That's, that's cringe. Wow. That's cringe. But you know what? He he. Uh, that's that's when you push the bounds of freedom of expression and freedom of speech, and that's what is that's why it needs to be protected. Because it's for statements like that that are going to piss people off and make people he think. Regularly performs in a Kobe jersey. Oh. That's amazing. When he went out to go roast Louis J. Gomez <laughs> for his roast, it was in a Kobe jersey. Uh, Ari yeah, look, Spear is fearless, dude. Those and, guys at Gas Digital, yeah, they, they got some, some stones. And I'll tell you, my favorite comedian is Tim Dillon. I don't know if you guys like are familiar. I want to strangle Tim Dillon over the Ukraine thing, but but leading up to that, man, I'm right there with you. I'm right what? there with you. Well, what about you, Ukraine? Have you not 
been did, did you not see the Slava Ukraine where he had the Ukrainian comic on who got him to like say the Banderite Nazi slogan on his show and was like uh, ironically he did it for real he did it for real oh, I missed that and he's oh, been he, all of his Ukraine takes have been you could have grabbed them off of CNN anytime Ooh. he backpedaled on it a little bit or tried to give air to any any sort of other side it was all couched in the really sarcastic snarky tim dylan delivery so it was you know dismissing it by delivery and and <clears throat> look man i love tim dylan i i mean my god man he's funny <laughs> hilarious and uh it, it just there's always a point to where if you're going to play around in that area and you have a lot of mainstream friends and all of the sudden you're worth a crap ton of money and you have investments to protect you might be pulling back a little bit and so he had a couple of episodes of really bad ukraine takes and then he had one where he was just bullshitting with like Giannis or something like that and then he had another one where it was about fat shaming and now he's kind that of that was a good one <laughs> and now he's kind of coming back to like talking about things again but there the the whole like first month and a half of the ukraine stuff it was just yeah God. The first oh. show was we were driving back from Vegas to oh. LA together. We would just first come out here to start talking about moving out here and doing this possibly. And we got like three minutes, probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Isn't it an hour show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can uh we got yeah. about seven minutes till the hour, but we can go past that if you guys oh, want. If you we, guys are we don't have to do exactly an hour, or do you guys have a show coming up? No, huh? I did. No, it's no, it's no, up to no. you guys it, if we stay yeah. after class or not. Oh, yeah. No, man. We're, we're, <laughs> I mean, we're cruising right along. This, the 50 minutes have flown by. But, yeah, so I, I guess I didn't realize Tim Dillon was dog, being dog shit like that on that. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. I haven't. And, haven't and look, I'm not saying I'm not a can't. Don't don't cancel the guys. Uh, it got really hard to listen to. Uh, gotcha. I, you know, I can go back and, and appreciate the stuff that made me crack up i can you know but but it's it, it oh god so it's kind of like Ju julian lennon finally singing his dad's song imagine but for this reason it's, you it's like it's like finding out that that julian assange wants you to download an app for ukraine and julian assange really wants you to stand with ukraine and then the right. only other time that you heard julian assange talk was when he told you to support navalny it was really, really weird hmm. that, like, the only times that there's been a public voice from Julian Assange from Belmarsh, it, it's to support the two U.S. puppets in... Going Stella, though? Huh? Who's that coming from? His wife? Yeah. And the, the legal team, too. That's that's strange. Yeah, I've, I heard rumblings about that. I never dug too deep into it. Um because we don't know if it's for sure if it came right from the horse's mouth, right? At this well, point, yeah, there's no way to know. They're gonna throw, they're gonna throw hail marys mm -hmm. at this point and just try to, yeah, yeah, to get so him he, out. At this so point. He, he's be, he's definitely being sent back to uh, that district in uh, the D.C. Virginia area where Karyaku was also tried. So, um, what's the uh, latest on that? Wednesday, mm -hmm. 
Wednesday is when the ruling is. The legal team has the option to appeal, which they will probably do. But to be perfectly honest, at any point since January 4th of last year, Preeti Patel, the Home Secretary of the UK, could have ordered his extradition. Um, right. Ultimately, that's who the the ruling is going to go in front of on Wednesday. It's her decision. She has openly worked for not just private companies, but sections within the UK government whose like sole purpose in life it was to destroy specifically Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. Um, Kier Starmer, the labor leader for the UK, same thing. He was with the Crown Prosecutorial Services in the division that was communicating with the Swedish police uh, back in 2010, saying, okay, we'll throw this investigation, hold it, don't file official charges. If you file official charges, they'll find out that the sexual assault allegations are garbage, so just make sure that it's an open investigation. Don't close it, but don't ever file. Don't get cold feet is one of the more infamous uh, WikiLeaks emails that was released out of all of that. Um, so it, it very messy. Um, they got him in purgatory, basically. Well, they've had him in purgatory since the embassy. Really. Right. I mean, you're yeah. confined to a room and a half. The, the Even the UN working group on arbitrary detention found that he was being held against his will in this place. And when he was, you know, at that time at the uh, uh, embassy, didn't it come out that one of our intelligence agencies were actually thinking about trying to kill him? Sheldon Adelson. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's, yeah, there's a whole, there are a couple of different things here. And, and <clears throat> one is... Um, in Mike Pompeo's CIA, exactly. There, there That's were the one. Multiple oh, yeah. discussions. <laughs> Pompeo's a ghoul's ghoul. He's a proper ghoul. Yeah. Bilderberg. Multiple <laughs> discussions about how they could find legal loopholes to kidnap or broad daylight assassinate Julian Assange. They had a, a whole escape scenario plotted out where they would force him out into the streets of London. It was like a, if we get into a chase scenario, there was a, if we have to shoot in public streets or alleys scenario, like all these kinds Bond of scripts. Oh um, yeah. They went through. Um, that was, uh, that was just part of it. The other thing that you were referring to with Sheldon Adelson is mm. the UC global thing. Mm. UC Global was the the and probably I don't know if they still are to be perfectly honest the uh, firm that was hired to provide security at the Ecuadorian embassy in in London. <clears throat> it was like their only gig. They had two other gigs. Um, guy who co-owned the company is a, a dude named David Morales. He is currently in jail in Spain over this. Um, he went to a a private security contractors conference here in Vegas, one of Adelson's casinos where uh, you know, over time he was approached by Adelson's head of security, who was uh, a former CIA and Mossad. Um, and they got into a contractual agreement through uh, Adelson's casino as the meat spot between the CIA and UC Global 
And the only job and the only mission was 24-hour surveillance, audio and video wherever possible, of Julian Assange in the embassy and all of his visitors and all of their devices. There was a server set up so that the CIA could get real-time feeds from the security company at the embassy. Multiple journalists have sued these people there are multiple lawsuits going on in like a couple of different jurisdictions over the mass violation uh, of privacy. Um, there were uh, obvious signs of phones being tampered with. There, the obvious they were, you know, trying to copy and screen everything. Um, the meetings with Julian's attorneys, not just were they filmed recorded and sent in real time to the CIA. They were specifically requested. And in court back in January, the British judge, Vanessa Baratzer, who has since been promoted, surprise, um, she cited a CNN article to, to back up her point that it was okay that the CIA violated lawyer-client confidentiality uh, at null and void, uh, uh, like, not just you know, U.S. or U.K. law, international law, too, and, and every other country's law. Yeah. Wow. That's that is fucked. It's not surprising, though. I mean, Adelson, that guy, man, the reach and the, 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 the ghouls that he had around him, obviously his wife inherited the whole keys, the keys of the kingdom. And but, she's uh, more of a hardcore Zionist than he yeah. was. Yeah. She's it's even scarier. scarier. Yeah. She's got all the GOPs flocking to her now. Over there. Just, her ass quick enough. Nikki mm -hmm. Haley, um, Pompeo, Cotton, Cotton, boy, Cotton, he's a real Ted, cool. Ted Cruz, Cruz, yeah. Well, they're all those guys are all going to be here in New Hampshire, guys, and and you know, Jack and Radio, well, we're going to be doing our best to. When's that? Pork fest primary. For <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't think any of those guys are going to be at Pork Fest because they got nothing but pork in their bills. Wow. Um, <laughs> It, but who, the, the field's not announced. Somebody else might be there. The second most popular Republican in the country might be there. A guy by the name of Ron DeSantis, who's True. getting really a lot of praise for his COVID protocols. But before he changed his Surgeon General in Florida, I'll never forget his little freaking talk about promoting the vaccine, saying 90% of the people who are in the hospital are either partially vaccinated or uh, not vaccinated at all. And that's a fucking false statement. He switched his tune because it was politically expedient. Oh, yeah. But he's also the top gusano in the fucking nation as far as, like, he is anti-Nicaragua, anti-Cuba, anti-Venezuela. Where did the gentleman work? Uh, excuse me for a second. Where was he a, a, he was a corrections a, officer he was at? A, he was Guantanamo Bay. He was a jagoff yeah. at Gitmo. And he's going to be oh. terrible in the global south. And I, you know, I don't fall for that shit. I don't like yeah. that shit. Well, so oh, if he gets there, I'd like Israel's, to go question him. He's Israel's bitch. He is oh, Israel's bitch. Too. To, the, to the max. Yeah, absolutely. Who's he's a bigger bitch to Israel. Trump or DeSantis? Well, I, I mean, Trump. Trump. Trump got a Give neighborhood some time. Heights yeah. named after him. Trump, Trump put his hand on that wall like this. Look, DeSantis doesn't have a Kushner. Okay, I got Kushner. That's like having Netanyahu's dildo right in the oval. Okay. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. No, you don't get you don't get Trump Heights Kushner after you. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Kushner is like a Sibian machine extension of Netanyahu's ass. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Right in the White House, and he can put vibrate up zero to ten, whenever he wants to, and he says jump, and I say how high. 
Yeah. I didn't Kushner go to uh, the, the Bilderberg uh, group this year with Pompeo? He, no. Well, he was there two years ago with Stacey Abrams and Pompeo. Oh, yeah. Stacey Abrams. Too. And they actually they went on a boat. They went on Love Cruise, Poss. I don't know if you saw this. It was amazing. They were doing the uh, they're doing the Calypso and the Maramba. They were on Love Cruise. They were wearing all these white pants. It was so disgusting. They had Henry Kissinger there with coconut bras, dancing around naked. Folks, I just I can't even I can't even begin. I just can't even begin. With that. When you guys get a day off from work, <laughs> you got to come on the day show and just do it. Well, first of all, you know we 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 said guys, there's seats here. We got two extra microphones. Look, oh, dude. Nevada, I, I got to get out there. Right there. We'll put another one right there. We make it right there. We go jack off, Jackman. Jack off, Jackman. Are you going to just like gonna come out to Reno at the end of May? Is that the Libertarian Conference? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what's the hashtag? Uh, retake. Hashtag re blame uh, it on Reno. We, we promise it won't be a clown show this time. Is that uh, uh, I shit. That Libertarian <laughs> shit is that <laughs> their country. You guys know. You Libertarians. You guys got some fucking crazy. Like, the drama within the Progressive Party is nothing. Your guys is like a rated X novella. Well, Columbia excuse me, style. Steve. I, I'm an independent with Libertarian leanings. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. An, I'm not, I don't call myself a libertarian. Yes, you Ventura. I have libertarian leanings. Small no, L. Also, you're absolutely right. That's why I'm not in the libertarian party. Um, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I, Mike summed it up. I'm an independent with libertarian leanings. Um, but it's a shit show. I basically, I want. I want the Nevada conference to be four hours of Adam Kokesh in a box uh, doing acid. That's what I want to see. <laughs> he owes us some acid at a, at a time, at a time. Let's see that. Like love guru. Yeah. Coach yeah. doesn't even know my name. No, 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 no. We get them. We get them all in like one conference room. That's what it's going to be. And well, hang on. Hear me out. Hear me out. We give everyone a whole fuck ton of peyote tea. Stop. And then. And Stop. then, and We're on then, YouTube. we taser Adam Kokesh. Just Shit. one good time, one good time. For what reason? And then, and then, just lock the door. For what reasons do we taser him? Because for being born, for starters. Because the weather made it so we couldn't go to his birthday party. He cost me dearly. I met a really lovely woman at the. Uh, Project Veritas book signing party in Miami, right? And oh, uh, yeah, I know I did. I went, right? I had press credentials. I went, um, but exposed myself as a leftist libertarian is what I was, you know, call myself. Um, never had anything to do with the Libertarian Party, mostly a leftist most of my life. But what does that even mean? Right, Steve? Who even plays team sports nowadays? But anyways, instead of going to CPAC with a lovely woman, conservative woman from miami <laughs> i chose to hang with steve and we were gonna go to adam kokesh he promised party. me mushrooms and all the guns i could shoot in arizona right so like we're gassing up the car <laughs> steve is driving down from northern california i was already south of bakers he was south of bakersfield he goes I just got a fucking email from Kokesh's assistant, and they're canceling the party. They had oh. snow in Arizona, and I'm just like, oh, no. So instead, no. we came here and hung out with Ben Rubenstein and lots of comedy and some shit. Yeah. Smoked that's, a lot of blunts. That yeah. doesn't sound that bad. But I mean, the Kokesh birthday party pasta, I would have, I probably would have been pulled to that too. I mean, be a beautiful woman in Miami, that sounds great. 
I can get it any night with any any number of Russian women. I can go to Salt Bay's place and get some Russian women down yeah. in Miami. So we can do that. We can put some salt on it on my steak cooked well done with ketchup. When it comes uh, with that, cokes. Yeah. Well, the, oh, CPAC, you know who I would have caught backstage. You know who I would have caught backstage. But look, the but congresswoman. Look. I would have caught her backstage. What I'm saying. Aloha, well, pasta. <laughs> If she's running again, I'm going there. So I got this dude a hat that I found at the thrift store that says Faith, Hope, and Aloha. That's amazing. That's incredible. I know. I know. I'm not That's wearing incredible. it. I Wear that for the next one. It, it lasted one segment where I kept putting it on. I'm like, Steve, you just don't understand the power of Aloha. I got a Don't Aerosmith mistake allow Aloha for weakness. Yeah. Did you get any kind of uh, bullshit or uh, pushback from the, the Tulsi stands for you and Kim yeah. Iverson's um, yeah. video, which I watched? I watched yeah. that pretty damn fair. Uh, you know what? And he's in the box. It's coming from you know a major major league Tulsi stand right here. So was I. I was up there with you. I mean, I shit, we met in freaking Tulsi Gabbard's celebration night or closing party or new hand whatever you want to call it and stuff when she that see that's the thing too as well i'm Hello, up there horgy the uh, shut up stop it's no a little horgy but anyways hey, dude i'm looking at the numbers over there in, in new hampshire here's the thing too her numbers where they counted by hand were on par she hit that eight nine percent solid the number the areas where they were counted by machine way below par elections in new hampshire are messed up too as well you almost had a whole situation over there too with the whatever you call the portsman smith over there you got a different way of the, the, the way. yes you have this whole interesting system i was looking into it uh there was a lot of questions about the new hampshire elections and it will be always as long as the system uh, remains in play but yes I, that was a fair show i thought with kim we both yeah. explained that we thought she was genuine we both explained we said there's no way we thought she was islamophobic even with the tweet we didn't like, uh, but yet they still went after Kim because they didn't like the fact that Kim said that she was profiting off her 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 her, uh, her likeness on social media. I disagree with Kim on that one, but they were really mad at her for that one. Uh, and they some people what they told me is that I didn't give her enough praise I during agree the good with her part. Hundred percent so. on that one. That's the thing that I want. I absolutely agreed with Kim on. I didn't agree with her shit take on Ro Khanna. Oh, that was terrible. But I, Ro Neocana. <laughs> Ro Neocana. <laughs> um, yeah. So, did you get any messages from anyone, or just any hate? Yeah, like, I, I got some messages and whatnot. And and then, listen, I've I've some of the top Tulsi people, some of the people that were in that room in New Hampshire with us. Okay, I've offered them a seat at the table. I said, three of you guys, come on, let's sit down, let's talk. I have some honest criticisms about Tulsi Gabbard that I would like to vent with some of you guys. And, and these people still talk to me, you know, most of the people that talk to me. But there's just people who are just really, really pissed off at me. Some people have said, grata, whatnot, you know, and that means I'm falling from grace. But, I mean, you know, I have legitimate criticisms. And, you know, uh, it got really bad last week with that, that Putin tweet that shit that she was talking about russia it's like she almost is ignoring that there was a regime change in 2014 sponsored by the united states government and when you're the regime change candidate even when you leave and you're not working for you're not in congress or you're not running anymore you still have a responsibility as far as a i believe a public person and the people you represent 
And that was just way off par. It was shit. And she's no longer talking about any regime change down south. She's talking about the issues on the border, agreeing with Trump. She is clearly pandering. Well, she might have to get a, in a C-130 next week and go destabilize another African country. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible that, you know, she's keeping it a low, low profile her, there. Her silence, though, on Israel, yeah. the last time that Gaza bombing. Once again, I get mad sometimes at what Tulsi doesn't say. Not what she yeah. does say sometimes. Like, how dare you not say anything with this Gaza bombing, whatnot? And then you heard all the Tulsi stands. Okay, well, you know, she's on, she's on duty. She can't do anything. And then she tweets the next day, congratulations <laughs> to some dude who just graduated from maybe I SEAL camp or whatever. And I'm like, that's the tweet you get, you know. Gaza's getting bombed. I think they're testing. DARPA was testing out weapons firing from space. Oh, they have. Like, Israel I really thought that's what that was about. Beam now. She says nothing. You guys know about the Iron She's, Beam? She says nothing. Oh, I know about the Iron Dome, but I don't know about the Iron Beam. You should watch the show tomorrow when we talk about the Iron Beam. You know, um, I would never do that. I think that's that's childish behavior, and it's tribalism when um, you act that way towards someone because they're pointing out things or criticisms they have. I mean, we're, we're fucking adults. Yeah. Are we adults or are we babies? You know what I mean? Well, so. and I mean, look at look at where the criticism is being levied. It's being levied against the person that you would normally go to because you trust their that they're going to put nuance behind what they're talking about. You built a, a relationship of trust with Pasta as a content creator, with you guys, or with me, that when we cover something, we're not going to be like rah, rah, rah rooting for a particular outcome other than the truth so when it comes down to a politician why are you applying different a different approach in how you view that content creator right is their analysis is their approach is their nuance somehow different this time than it is on any other subject no no it's that you have a favorite you have an emotional and probably a financial investment in your favorite and you're unwilling to look at that investment as a bad one or a loss. And so you're going to keep protecting that investment at the to spite where you would normally get, you know, more and better and constant, consistent and accurate information where that comes from and it sucks man it sucks but I, that's why that's why we advocate not playing team sports when it comes to politics yeah no i, I hear you and in, in this 2020 primary i mean i wasn't this excited about a candidate the last time i was that excited was ron paul in 2012 mm -hmm. and mike and i went to bat for him in a big way here in new hampshire and we got 24 percent of the vote behind mitt romney ron paul came in second place and had an amazing showing uh, here, so I guess we kind of yeah. tried to all the some Fox debates too. By the way, remember that that year they started letting people text in who they think won the debates yeah. and stuff. All oh. the young Republicans oh, yeah. liked Ron Paul. You know, the veterans yeah. Yeah. on the ground it was fucking electric for Ron yeah. Paul here in 2012. So I guess you know we were hoping we could capture some of that with with Tulsi with her anti-war um, messaging, yeah. posturing, and um, yeah. But the, the, the so yeah, Ron Paul. It, it, yeah, you do. You get. You get wrapped up in a candidate and their message and their their platform and everything because every other candidate is so fucking bad, you know. Like, yeah. 
We didn't have. I I will say this, man. Tulsi is not doing the pivot to the right that I would like her to see. If Tulsi was doing the pivot to the right where she was coming on Tucker Carlson all the time or going wherever she goes saying, we need to end the Fed. We need to talk about what what the military industrial complex really is. We need to talk about what big pharma really is. You know, then then I could see, you know, but at, at least uh that the ron paul enthusiasm but if all you've got is regime change work and and you're not hitting the the points ron paul introduced an entire generation of people not just to the the ideas of like libertarian economics and thought and the foreign policy but introduced people to how uh, a, a certain part of the world operates mm-hmm. that they had no idea about, yeah. you know, and, and I don't, and I'm sorry, you guys. And, and like, I feel free sorry. To, well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, like I did, and it could be just because I wasn't, I wasn't on the ground at the events, but I didn't, I don't see like that kind of, of, you know, lightning speed education and and movement building that that happened as a result of like the the 2008 2012 you know ron paul revolution thing yeah you you know what you know what really something special too as well which really kind of like the day i realized that uh tulsi wasn't like ron was when she endorsed Joe Biden. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, she signed this pledge that she's got oh, to yeah. endorse and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But I think Ron Paul signed that same pledge and said, go scratch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not endorsing anybody. And he that vote third party is what he said. Yeah, he, I mean, come on. And that's <clears> when I was like, I thought Tulsi had an out. Now she said she's going to honor her word or whatever, blah, blah, blah. She got screwed over when Bernie and Joe were the last two left. None of them lobbied to get her on the stage for the debate that she had earned by the rules a right to get on. I don't care if it's fucking American Samoa That's and it's only up. two. That's but Bernie Sanders, Harris, <laughs> Bernie Sanders advocated for Martin O'Malley in 20 fucking 16. Right. Now right. you sit there and you're going to and say, let her come on the stage. She's earned the right. Yeah, she might not be a serious candidate. But the rules to are the be, rules, and she comes fair, here. To be Nothing fair, like that. Martin O'Malley had offered to play Bernie on to this land is your land. <laughs> I heard about that. And, uh, and Tulsi did not. She was not going to. She, she had offered to learn what a wonderful world on the ukulele, but only if she was guaranteed not just vice president, but also secretary of state. <laughs> yeah. well, well, we'll see what happens with the next uh, – primary there's going to be all kinds of interesting people coming here through to new hampshire so we hope you guys can get out there and i definitely want to try to get out there to vegas or nevada i know you guys are right in vegas i want to get to texas there's a lot of cool trips i want to do so we're coming up on an hour 20 here if you guys just want to tell us uh tell everybody where to find you and kind of what your your upcoming plans are and things you have coming up down the pike well what's what's the month again of the primary just so we can commit it to memory what january february right eric either january or february it was February last time. The primary? Yeah. And uh, Pork Fest, uh, not to zigzag, is June 20th to June 26th. Okay. Uh, June 20th to June 26th. Okay. So I really want to do that, and I want to figure out how we're going to make that happen. I do. 
I do. I wanted to go it'd last year. It'd be a lot of fun. The Four Horsemen, Scott Horton, Pasta and Poikinen. Oh, yeah. Radio. It'll be unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah. You guys got coming up. Um, lots, Steven. man. Lots. Uh, well, so five days a week uh, on on Slow News Day on the Rockfin, mm-hmm. on the Convo Couches uh, Rockfin, if you're a premium subscriber, um, you can find the, the AM Wake Up. We're going to be self-hosted. We're going to be pushing everybody to the website, if at all possible. We're basically... Um, modeling after no agenda and the way that they have their universe set up to where uh, even if, um, you know, apps get taken out, uh, different websites get taken out, like you more or less have to shut off the internet to get rid of us. Um, <laughs> um, and we're going to be pushing like RSS feeds and a lot of stuff like that. Um, but well, yeah, for the time being, um, slow news day on Rockfin combo couch on Rockfin. The AM Wake Up will have its own Rockfin channel here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoping to go we'll live be, by May first. By the way, hope we will be directing people to that. Uh, still doing Slow News Day every Sunday with Glory Jones. Um, we have a fantastic show uh, on the Slow News Day this Sunday. Scott Armstrong from the Rebunked Podcast, the Rebunked Show, formerly a Truthzilla. Um, now on, uh, ooh, he's on band TV. He might be having a rough day, um, but he'll be coming through on his way to float festival here in the studio. Um, uh, lots of guests on, on the morning show this week. Test fights, robots tomorrow. Ryan Christian, the last American vagabond will be with 420. us on 420, um, uh, at his request. Ian? Um, uh, yeah. Ian Davis, uh, um, uh, frequent, uh, uh, contributor through to uh off guardian um will be will be with us on thursday mm-hmm. yeah um all kinds of good stuff coming yeah, on pasta's yeah. got shows too yeah yeah monday wednesday friday is combo couch you know what i'm saying still at noon and uh noon ish but anywhere between 12 27 ish we start you know around that time monday wednesday they're, still on, still, they're still on californian time we operate on Midwest time here where we show up early. <laughs> That's nice. great. Yeah. Steve well, that- said, if you're early, you're on time. Wait, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, it's unacceptable. Forget about it. You're yeah. fired. If you're, if you're late, you're woke. And woke is a loser. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> well, thank you so way, much, boys. China. China. Russia. Thank you guys, you guys Russia. are awesome. Kyrgyzstan, Afghanistan. You guys, really? You too, man. Yeah, much hope you from work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and get your asses out to Vegas. Let us know, man. We got two chairs for you right here and the two microphones. Come have some fun with us. We'll we'll, we'll play around Vegas for the weekend. You know what I'm Can saying? we go see uh, the Beatles' love? Cirque du Soleil? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> you guys aren't Beatles fans? We can uh, go see Eddie Griffin. Yes. If you yes, guys stay on Monday. Comedy. Yeah, I'd love to go see some comedy. That'd be a lot of fun well, to come out. have a show on Saturday, too. Comedy, true. Laugh After it's Dark. It's true, and we have a table. We have a table every oh. time. Free tickets and a table. You in fact, if anybody's, if anybody's listening to this and you're in Las Vegas, you can email amwakeup at protonmail.com, and uh, we will we will put you on the guest list for a Saturday night. Show. Yes. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Let's let's see about setting that up, man, sometime in the in the coming months, you know? Yeah, That's absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. There's a, there's a few hotels around here, I think, that you can find some spot. And of course, if the two of you guys want to get an air mattress and share a small room, we have a little space right now in our place. 
Rookie, you got to you got to take care of Gomez. It's the Trump Casino. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was going to say, we could could you guys get us in at the Trump Casino? Russian suite at the Trump Casino. You know, where all the all the girls who come to the casino have to drink too much water, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. All right, fellas. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us, boys. everybody. Check these guys out, man. They do awesome work. They're righteous dudes. Um, they're doing it for all the right reasons. And uh, to push back against clown world and the corporatocracy and the military industrial complex and the Pentagon, the CIA, DIA, DOD, FBI, all of the above. We got HBO, HBO, Skinamax. We got uh, real independent guys. So show them some love. I got all their links down below there and give them a follow on social media. Check them out on Rockfin. And uh, again, thank you everybody for tuning into Jackman Radio. We'll be back with you again soon, wherever you are in the world. Take care and be safe. See you next time.